Advent Angels, an Advent series for the season. And we are now in the last of the four. And the title of this message is the address about joy. Comes from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. And we'll be reading in our scripture reading on the screen and in your Bibles or your devices, wherever you're picking up. You can look on the screen as well or however you find yourself most comfortable. Uh, Luke 2, verse 8 through 20. This is the word of the Lord. Hear it with careful appreciation. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that he had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God abides forever. Let's ask his blessing upon it. Father, now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And we pray in the name of our Emmanuel, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, almost any day here, certainly in our country, you can pick up a newspaper, you can surf the net, or you can flip on to your favorite news channel, cable channel in most cases, 
But the problem is, in any of those resources, you end up with a lot of bad news. The lead stories are frequently filled with corruption, downturn, and even death. We live today with so much bad news. But, but, what if something happened that can change this seemingly unchangeable circumstance? What if there was some really good news out there that could impact all of the bad news, just like Miss Louise was saying, that can light pushing back and taking away the darkness? What if that could happen? What if that can happen out there in the world, in our places, and inside here in our hearts? The Bible's answer, is that such a thing, is the good news that we call the gospel. The gospel is the story of good news. And one of the places that we find that, of course, is in the scripture reading that we just read. And just like we've done in the rest of this series, you notice the address about joy. It was an address to the shepherds. They were the group that were being addressed by the angels. But it was about joy. Let's dig into those two points this morning. The address to the shepherds. Now, I don't know if you know, but shepherds were not exactly the, the class uh, and the cream of the crop in uh, 2,000 years ago. <laughs> they were rather lowly, uh, to, to some of the uh, carols uh, express it. The shepherds of Jesus' day were not upwardly mobile folk. Uh, shepherds were despised by most of society in general, and especially by the religious classes. They were just vermin. They were dirty, filthy folk. Well, the night that these angels, this address came to these shepherds, on that night the angels came to them and they were probably engaged in their usual mundane not so special class. They were doing things like chasing stray sheep. Uh, they were removing thorns from the animal's hooves. Or perhaps they were just trying to stay warm. It can get, you think, well, that's what's warm over there. Well, at night when there's no sun, it gets, gets pretty chilly. So, here they are going about their business, doing their usual thing, and then suddenly a 
bolt of light fills the sky. The light is, the sky is lit up with this radiant glow. And these beings are coming into our dimension, visible, standing before them. These shepherds found and saw this unearthly glow that was all around them. They were encompassed by this radiant glow. Now, the ESV Bible, if you have one of those, and or the NIV, both of these, what they say in the text is a little bit kind of hard to really get what, what's being talked about here. Um, the ESV and the NIV miss it a little bit of what's going on. Uh, one of them, of course, says the uh, low, <laughs> low, you know, and then an angel came, so forth. Uh, low doesn't quite do it justice. Um, and the King James Version goes on to say they were sore afraid. What does sore afraid mean to us today? Uh, doesn't, mean, doesn't seem to compute. Well, if you're sore afraid, you're flat out scared. <laughs> these, these, this, these were angels bringing good tidings, as we, as we heard. But when they first showed up, it didn't look good for the shepherds. They were thinking, oh, goodness gracious, we are, we've got a... a Legion of angels coming down on us. Think about the sights and the sounds the shepherds saw that Judean night. Let me just listen again to this. Verse 10. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you that you will find a babe, wrap, baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Of all things, a feed trough. And yet, these angels are saying, we bring you good news. The best news that you could ever imagine. They first heard those words of assurance that the other angels had brought. They started with what? Do not be afraid. Every time an angel shows up in the world, it, it's scary for us. They are beings not of this realm normally. And they probably were told, the angels told them that, because it had been a long time. It had been a long, long time. There was nobody expecting this. People had kind of given up on the promises of God. It had been 400 years of silence. And now, this angelic legion from above breaks in upon the plains of Bethlehem, saying, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Now, after the angel's astonishing announcement of the greatest news the world would ever hear, these guys 
were ecstatic once they heard and knew that it was not bad news, but good news. And then the rest of the first angel that came, the rest of the dimension came in, bursting into the human dimension. This is what we could call the first Christmas carol. <laughs> you know, tonight we're going to be singing, along with the choir, Christmas carols. Uh, well, you could say this was the first one, <laughs> the original Christmas carol. The hills were literally alive with the sound of music, but it was angelic music. It wasn't the, the accoutrements and you know, things like recorders, they may have had those, but that wasn't, the, that wasn't where the sound was coming from. And of course, the, the refrain was glory to God in the highest and on earth peace with men with whom he is well pleased. Somehow, what the angels are telling them is that what is coming into their dimension and what this story that is being told to them about this baby in a manger, it is going to somehow change everything. It is somehow going to bring peace in a world of woe and evil. It is going to bring peace and goodness and light. Peace between God, the holy God, and sinful man. How can those two be bridged? How can it be? And yet these angels are saying it's going to happen because of that little baby in a manger. What an irony. A host of battle-clad angels and yet they're announcing peace see the world knew the pox romana they knew what that was you do what rome says or or stomp they understood that that's what the romans their pox romana was roman peace and that means you do exactly what we want you to do when we want you to do and you don't ask why. You just comply. So, but, listen to Romans 5.1. Listen to this. Therefore, since you have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That baby in the manger would become the one that would make peace with the holy God for sinful men and women and boys and girls like you and me. Now after the angel's astonishing announcement of the greatest news the world had ever heard. These shell-shocked <laughs> shocked shepherds. That's a... That's a Tongue twister, isn't it? Shell shocked shepherds. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad that's over. Uh, looked at one another and immediately set out to find the babe. They, they wanted to go find where this this child was, and so they said, "Hey, let's. It, it's got to be around here somewhere. Let's let's go find it." 
And then, of course, you know what happened. When they found him, they returned rejoicing over the best news they could ever hear, that the world could ever hear. Now, that's the experience of the shepherds. But who's who's the, the address specifically to? It wasn't just the shepherds. They're the ones that got the first piece of the pie experientially. They were told it. But this good news, this good news, this address is about joy. Joy to all who trust in this little one that was the babe in the manger. You see, the message delivered by the angels was about great ecstatic joy. Now, what does that involve? What does that all involve? And it's it's right there in the text as we read it. But let's kind of break it down a little bit. First of all, they said good news has finally come. After all these years, after all the waiting and longing and anticipation, finally good news has come. And good news is of unbelievable where it's coming from. It's not coming from Rome. It's not coming from Persia. It's not coming from Greece. It's coming from God. God is coming to us. Emmanuel, God with us. The gospel, you see, is good news. And it's not good advice. So many people today that call themselves Christians, they still think it's all about, the Bible is all about, and the story like this is all about good news. But they think that means Good advice. Well, make sure you do this and make sure you do that and do this and then make sure you don't do that. No, it's not good advice. It's news about what God has done, not instruction about what we must do. It's all of grace. It's all of grace. It's good news, truly good news that can change us from Those who are on the road to perdition to those who will be with God in glory forever. That's good news. No matter what happens to us in this world. Secondly, to all people. That's where this good news goes to. To all people, Jews, Gentiles, people that are in and people that are out. It can be for any and everyone who will put their trust in the babe of Bethlehem. A sign to you, this text says, you will find what? A parade? A welcome of kings of the earth, heavens open for all to see? No, a babe wrapped and lying in a manger in an animal's feed trough. That's who is going to benefit 
those who put their faith in that little baby. You see, the shepherds had been wrapped with glory on that night. But the Savior was wrapped in strips of cloth. Imagine that. They see this glory, and yet that little one, this child, now weak and infancy, his promise and his joy shall be. You see, the shepherds, having been wrapped in glory, the Savior is going to come in humility. The shepherds would have felt, though, probably somewhat comfortable approaching a stable because they knew all about that. They knew all about the caves in that area. And by the way, they weren't, they weren't posts and uh, wooden. These are mostly caves, if you've ever been there. And Palestine, the plains of Bethlehem, there's caves all over the place. And they would be turned into partial or might be used some structure, but whatever, just to, to create places. That's where Jesus was. In Jesus, God has made himself approachable. Isn't that amazing? That God would come to us in our sinfulness and through Christ make him approachable. A Savior who's approachable that we don't have to fear. Then the, it goes on, the, their message of the angels to, about joy. Born to you and me. Born to us. That's personal in application. That's getting down to personal possession. The message was personal. You've heard this. I've said it many, many times. and You've heard it from probably many, many other preachers and over the years. But Martin Luther used to say the gospel is defined by personal pronouns. You don't understand the gospel if you do not understand personal pronouns. Probably one of the greatest examples, of course, is Galatians 2.20. One of the earliest uh, as a Christian songs that are not songs, but uh, texts that I learned and put to memory. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I know, excuse me, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You hear those personal pronouns? Just hammering the truth, the promise, the assurance of the gospel. And then on top of it all, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior. That's who's come. He's a little baby now, but he's a Savior of the world. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. 
He's the one that meets our need. He's the one that's got the credentials we need to have. This is an anonymous quote, which means I don't know who originally quoted it, but I like it. Someone once said, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness, God sent us a Savior. Unto you, a Savior, Christ the Lord, is born. You see, the world needs saving, and there's only one up to the task of doing it. And that is Jesus Christ and Jesus only. The one and the only. So what have we got? Good news. For who? For all who will receive him. For you, specifically, despite all of your failures and sins and mine. A Savior who is able to save to the uttermost who is Christ the Lord, the King of glory, the King of kings, and Lord of lords. That, my friend, spells infectious joy. Infectious joy. I, I love this, one of my absolute favorite, and I don't know how I could choose between having three verses, but I, I just held, I'm going on two, okay? Just to hold, hold it down a little bit, but I love this. All my heart, this night rejoices. It's, listen to the joy motif that's in this. We sing this one a lot of times during the Advent season and during Christmas season. This is the, all my heart, this night rejoices, verses one and three. All my heart this night rejoices as I fear, as I hear far and near sweetest angel voices. Christ is born. Their choirs are singing till the air everywhere now with joy is ringing. And then the third verse, dearest Lord, thee will I cherish though my breath fail in death. Yet I shall not perish, but with thee abide forever there on high in joy which vanish never, never will it end. Wow, what a salvation! What a salvation! You see, that's the address of the angels to the shepherds and what it was all about. But that message of joy to the world should never grow old to us. It should never grow old. A lot of you know I, I am a big uh, fan of TSO. And if you don't know what that is, that's Trans-Siberia Orchestra. Uh, favorite for mine for the last probably 20 years or longer. And... Uh, 
still going to get there one of these days <laughs> for one of their concerts, if, if they're still doing it. Um, but uh, they have through the years, and we were listening to it last night uh, with my uh, uh, family. And, uh, but I love this, this line in what, and, uh, what Child Is This? Uh, it's not, not the What Child Is This that we're familiar with, but it is a, a little more... Uh, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's, it is another version of, of that statement. What child is this? Here's how it, it says, tell me, tell me how many times can this story be told after all of these years? It should sound so old. But does it? Should it? No. No, it shouldn't. It doesn't. Does it? If you come to our Christmas Eve service tonight, you'll understand even better why. You'll understand. It doesn't get old. That line is saying, you know, you would think it would get old, but it doesn't. Because Jesus is alive, living word in us, abiding, we who trust in Jesus. So this year, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, wherever, if you're within the sound of my voice, this year, don't settle for a merry little Christmas. That's puny sounding. Instead, let's look beyond all the glitz and smaltiness of our culture's celebration and see the grand story behind Christmas. And prepare ourselves to celebrate the, celebrate the bedrock truth of our faith. Christ has come. Christ has died. Christ is risen and Christ will come again. He was Emmanuel then. He is Emmanuel now. He will be Emmanuel to the end of all ages. And we will be with him. That is cascading, amazing, emancipating joy. May these truths free us to live in love with sacrifice and increasing joy, brothers and sisters. Remember, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Amen? Let's pray. Father, oh, thank you for sending us heaven's best. Your only begotten Son. Lord, but he came and brought truly good news to us that we so desperately need and the world in so many places desperately needs. Lord, let, oh, in this Christmas season and Advent and Christmas, Lord, may this time sweep over places all over this world bringing the light of Christ shining in places of darkness and bringing true and everlasting light. Oh, Father, 
Thank you for the joy that you sent us. Thank you for helping us grasp it a little bit more today through our devotional and through the message. Father, today we pray, oh God, keep us reflecting and watching for the light. And we pray in this all in Jesus' name, our risen Savior and our Emmanuel. Amen.